in today's show, I'm recapping all of Thursday's action. It's quite a bit of it for just a small slate, so talking about all of those games. And then previewing Friday's action, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball ready to recap all of the action from Thursday, including a potential big injury as well. We'll get to that a little bit later on. Let's look at the first game of the day, and it is the Utah Jazz. A lot of blowouts, mate. The first uh, first few games, def- definite blowouts. Yeah, first four games, actually, because I'm recording the first part of this show before the last game is finished. Um, blowouts everywhere. The Jazz, they blew out the Hawks 112-91. Jordan Clarkson did his thing, 23 points in 25 minutes, 69% shooting, Giggity. Nothing much else. Zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks, and zero free throws. A very hot shooting night from Clarko, who'd been tapering off somewhat. Big night. The Don. Don Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. 18 points, five assists, and two steals. Not a great shooting night. Didn't get to the line. Subpar. Boyan Bogdanovich. Great night. 21 points. Six rebounds. Now, very little else. But 64% shooting. He is back on track at the moment. 104th ranked player over the last two weeks. Still only 186th over the course of the season. And I project him to be like 120th for the rest of the year. And that's fine. Now his upside's pretty limited. But you know, finding a scoring boost is pretty tough to do off the waiver wire. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rough field goal percentage night from Gobert. 42% on 12 attempts. He still had 12 boards, he still had two blocks, but yeah, instead of going 5 of 12, you would hope he would be an 8 for 12 or a 7 of 12, and that gives him like a nice 16 and 12 double-double. So while it's not great, and he's been below expectations, the 69th ranked player this season, if I could find the button. Giggity! Um, yeah, nothing too panicky there. Royce O'Neal has been an interesting 12-team league ad recently. He only had two points, but 10 boards, a steal, a block, it's good enough for me. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to provide value while it was a terrible night from Mike Conley. Just 22 minutes. Now, at the first sign of any sort of blowout, they will limit Conley and then try and keep him healthy. So that's why he played 22 minutes. He also had some extreme foul trouble too. 11 points on 50% shooting. That's pretty good. Only one rebound though. Four assists and no defensive stats. He'll be better than this quite clearly. He's the 46th ranked player this season. For the Hawks, Trey Young was out. DeAndre Hunter was out. They fell to pieces said that maybe you probably should look to trade John Collins after that last big game. He was disappointing. 17-7, and 7, 32 minutes, 38% shooting, two steals. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I do know. He is the 50th ranked player this year. I'm not convinced he even stays that high. I know he's not getting back to the top 20. It just isn't happening. I really worry about what happens to him in the future. Is a bad team going to just say... He's a max contract come in and you know play 35 a night and have a 26% use. Because if that happens, he's a top 20 player. 
But is anyone going to value him that way? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I have my doubts. Fan of Pants played 34 minutes, had 16 points with three steals and a block. That's Kevin Herter for those of you who are uninitiated. Pretty solid night from Herder, who's putting up some okay numbers at the moment, especially with these injuries. He's worth a short-term ad, while Cam Reddish. Uh, I was pretty harsh on Reddish yesterday. He definitely bounced back a little bit, but still shot just 36% for 12 points with three assists and a steal. I'd leave him more for the 14-team leagues. While it wasn't a great night for Clint Capella, this often happens against Rudy Gobert. He did have 17 boards, but 21% shooting for Clint Capella, 21 Mate, that's Andre Drummond level. Six points, no defensive stats, just a stinker from him. While Rajon Rondo started in place of Trey Young, he didn't score. He missed all seven of his shots. The eight assists are nice. I don't imagine Trey's out long term, so Rondo has no value. And Danilo Gallinari, he, the Italian cock is still rostered in far too many spots. Hands off my cock! I literally just had someone tweet at me saying they were in an eight team league and they were looking to acquire Danilo Gallinari. That the trade was, hey, if I get Beal and Gallinari for Kawhi, is that a good deal? Why Why is Gallinari being rostered in an eight-team league? He shouldn't even be rostered in a 12-team league. He, he is being significantly overvalued. He's the 263rd ranked player this year. He had eight fantasy points today. Reckon you can move on from the Italian cock pretty comfortably. The Super Bowl. By the time I talk to you next, the Super Bowl, now will it be done? No, no, I'll do podcasts over the weekend. But you're getting your final thoughts organized. You've listened to Locked On Chiefs. You've listened to Locked On Bucks. And you've got the information to make your informed decision. And there's only one place that has you covered. And there's one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Put a player prop on. Pick the total over under. Of the Super Bowl. Are you going to go under? I think I am. I don't know, though. I heard a rumor that uh, over-unders, when they're set at 50, they tend to go under. So this one's set at over 50, so let's go under. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's move on now. The second game of the day was, guess what, another blowout. The Golden State Warriors annihilated the Mavericks, 147-116. And I'm not a Mavericks hater at all, but I'm really glad that the Warriors won this one because they were doing it without any big men. No Eric Paschal, no James Wiseman, no Kevon Looney, of course, no Marquise Chris. And I just hate the old, boring-ass takes. You're just mad because your ass is old. Can't win without real big men. The big man is what gets it done. Now, this is, of course, one game in the regular season, so it doesn't prove anything. But to see a team go out there and basically just run wings the whole way and drop 147 on Dallas's head makes me think that maybe we can you know, reassess what we're doing some other time. And not saying that it's great to have a great big man, Jokic, Embiid, like these guys, Anthony Davis, it's awesome. But a subpar big man is significantly worse than a subpar wing. I think the Warriors showed that. It helps that you've got Draymond Green. Kelly Oubre, 40 points in 36 minutes. Holy shit. Seven triples, eight rebounds, a steal and a block. This is why we held. And despite all of the struggles, despite all of the name-calling, Oubre's the 128th-ranked player this year. He had 57 fantasy points. The shooting at some point was going to turn around, and it's going to fall back from here, obviously. But it's just good to see him still have that in him. Now, with him doing that, Andrew Wiggins decided it's time for me to be shit. 
18 points in 30 minutes for Wigo, 39% shooting. Still blocked a shot, though. Saw someone uh, write something that Wiggins was uh, on fire this year and was absolutely balling. I don't think I'd go that far with him, but he's been playing all right. <clears throat> Has fallen outside the top 100 in fantasy leagues, though. Draymond Green, no blocks, though. But 11 points, 6 rebounds, 15 assists, a massive dunk, which was wild to see Draymond throwing it down like that. Absolutely wild. And... Yeah, he looked all right. He's pushed back inside the top 150 now. He had 40 fantasy points here. I think he is still worth a hold in most cases. And the big fella, Juan Toscano Anderson. Love this guy's game. It's really fun to watch him. 14, 8, and 5, two threes and two blocks, 40 minutes. And while Pascal, uh, while Looney are out, Toscano Anderson can be a streamer, at least for 14-team leagues. Better mention Steph, who had 28 points in 30 minutes. He had six assists and had four triples and shot 53% from the field and was a perfect six of six from the line. He's been awesome this year. He's the eighth-ranked player over the course of the season. Dropped 39 fantasy points in this one. For the Mavericks, 25 points, five threes, two blocks, on a back-to-back, only played 25 minutes, but big numbers. Or Doncic had 27, 6, and 6. And Jalen Brunson really forcing his way into a strong strong role. 18, 3, and 4. Three triples. Great shooting from Brunson. He does have some value uh, as a 14-team league guy with the amount of minutes that he's playing. Timmy Hardaway didn't do much in terms of minutes, 24 of them, but 19 points with five threes is strong. Or Josh Richardson was so good last game. And you'll see later on, everyone went to add him. He had six points in 31 minutes. I'm not convinced. I remain unconvinced that he's a 12-team league player. Bad night from Kleber, who had two points in 20 minutes, while Finney Smith uh, really struggling this year, just the five points in 27 minutes. Willie Cauley-Stein basically out of the rotation, just played garbage time minutes alongside Boba Marjanovic. Um, I, I said that there was a risk of this with Cauley-Stein, that once Porzingis got back and every, all the COVID guys were returning, that he'd be out of the rotation. And it happened here. So, of course, you can go and drop Willie in nearly every format that you may uh, hold him in. Let's look at the next game now. <clears throat> the Philadelphia 76 is terrible loss for them. The Blazers get the win 121-105. And this was a Blazers team without four starters. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic and Derek Jones Jr. They were also without Zach Collins and also without Nasir Little. Carmelo Anthony had 22 points in 31 minutes. Gary Trent dropped in 24. Nice, Gary! Mallow also had defensive numbers. He had five assists. Big numbers from both those guys. Trent has value at the moment, for sure. I don't think it's going to last long term, but it was there. Bob Covington had four steals. He had nine points as well. Now, if you're with me on the pregame show, I did mention CJ Allaby. 15 points for CJ in 31 minutes. Seven rebounds, a steal and two blocks. A guy that was pretty highly regarded by some draft people I spoke to and a bit of a second round steal. Love to see him do this. And he's not going to be a rotation player every night, but it was good to see. Rocket Rodney Hood had 16 and 5 and Ennis Cantor 17 and 18. Big numbers for Cantor despite going up against Embiid. Simons was on a minutes restriction. He played uh, just 19 minutes here for 14 points. Joel Embiid hurt his knee early. He went, oh shit. Then came back and dropped 27 points in a quarter and then had six points in the entire second half. 37 and 5 looks good, but it was a massive roller coaster with his production. Tyrese Maxey uh, made the most of Seth Curry being out, and I'll talk about him in a sec. 
21 minutes for Tyrese, 15, 2, and 4. It's all fallen out of favor, but good to get some uh, minutes and production into him, um, despite <clears throat> despite the um, yeah some some of the issues and the the, the uh, blowout nature of this game. Just good to see him get that confidence back. But I don't think that we need to be rushing to add him in fantasy anywhere. But it was just good to see him be able to produce at that level. Let's talk Seth Curry now, who was unable to return in the second half with an illness. He has obviously been not right since returning from COVID. Not saying he's got COVID again, but zero points in 12 minutes, he's not right. I don't think his value is high enough that we just have to hold on with him. So if you wanted to drop him, I don't see a problem. The thick hogsman, Tobias Harris, was pretty poor, 12 and 11 with five assists. <clears throat> While Furkan Korkmaz started in place of Ben Simmons, he had 13 and five, Furky from Turkey. He had two steals, but nothing for me to get too excited about there. Shake Milton couldn't step up with Simmons out, just 12 points and four assists. Shake, he's not a 12-team league guy. He's more of a 14-team league player. Um, and Danny Green was pretty poor. Three points in his 27 minutes. He will have these good games occasionally, and then he throws up absolute turds like that that uh, <clears throat> will show you that probably best to be used as a streamer or as a 14-team league player. Bill Barr is back. The best-tasting protein bar ever. Just, it tastes like a candy bar. What's your favorite candy bar? Mine's Built Bar. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp joins the original 12 flavors. All of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. It's great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. For example, the new cherry barcia bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You need a part for your car? Don't go into your bricks and mortar auto store. Those guys aren't going to have it. They're going to have to sit behind the computer, try and find the part. There's just so many parts available these days, and then they're going to have to order it in for you. <clears throat> and... For the pleasure of them doing that, they're going to charge you more. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalogue at RockAuto.com is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices you prefer. And best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com, they're always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and in their <clears throat> How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On, and then they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's go on to the next game, the Houston Rockets, another blowout here against the Grizzlies, ended up only being 12 points, but the margin was much larger than that. Earlier on, 115-103, the bad news here, Christian Wood goes down with what looks like a pretty serious ankle injury, 20 minutes for Wood, 17-7. and seven. Um, Tried to take free throws. They just said, don't worry about it, mate, you're off. <clears throat> so he had to exit the game, left on a wheelchair. Steven Silas was pretty upset about it after the game, and it makes you think, he reckons he doesn't know, but it makes you think you, you're worried about a three- to four-weeker here. Um the immediate just add Boogie Cousins to just add him and figure it out later. Now Cousins only played sixteen minutes here, had five and six, and they'll go small at times. They don't really have another center option behind Cousins, but Cousins will get minutes. He's a must roster player in every single format. <clears throat> Bad news for Wood. 
Johnny Wall, 28 minutes, 22 points and 8 assists, while Jay Sean Tate, another player who will benefit from Wood's absence. He had 19 points with 2 threes, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal and 2 blocks. Great line. The 19 points is fake. He shot 78% from the field. That won't continue. 67% from 3. But he can produce solid numbers across the board. He's the 145th ranked player over the last two weeks. He's a strong 14-team league ad. He even can be a 12-team streamer. But this is not real. This is not realistic. <clears throat> no Victor Oladipo, so Dan House stepped up. Three threes and three steals with 13 points and five assists from House. He's more of that 14-team league guy as well. Well, Eric Gordon, man, he just shits me. 20 points for Gordon on 39% shooting. 29% usage there for Gordon as well. He doesn't do too much else. He shot poorly. I do not believe he is a must-roster player. Now, that sounds crazy considering he's ranked 102nd this season. But I just don't think that he's a guy that I'd hold on to in every circumstance. Now, the scoring is really valuable. But when this team's firing, and unfortunately they're just not going to be, with Wood now out and then the absences of Wall and Oladipo, that's probably all that's saving Gordon from being a, a droppable player. Um, but when they're all going, he just doesn't have it. PJ Tucker had three points in 34 minutes, so I guess that's cool. Um, the Grizzlies. Gorgie Jeng. Limited minutes. He's good. Eight and seven. Three blocks, two threes. Great value. While Jonas Valanciunas is out. Really, really good value. Um... Valanciunas returning is going to impact that. But he's just showing that when he's out there, he puts up numbers. Solid from Brandon Clark, bringing the college defensive stats. Three steals and a block with 13 points. How about my mate Desmond Bain? He just is one of those players in the queue of guys who are better than Dylan Brooks. He played 27 minutes. He had 16 points with three assists, a steal and a block. And continues to shoot over 50% from three this season. He's really good. He's nudging into 14-team league discussions. Tyus Jones added eight assists, a great assist streamer off the bench. And the wave pull, De'Anthony Melton, not his best game. And the worry there is, is there's just so much guard depth on this Grizzlies team. But 8-3-5, and five, I'd hold him in 12s. Dylan Brooks, still horrendous. 11 points, 39% shooting. Drop him. There's no point. He's not good. At some point, at some point, Taylor Jenkins is going to realize I could start Bain. I could start Melton, I could start Conchar, I could start Tyus Jones, and they're all better than Dylan Brooks. I could start Grayson Allen, and they're all better than Dylan Brooks. Brooks can get dropped in 12-team leagues, in my opinion. <clears throat> Massive buy low on Ja Morant, but as I said the other day, happens a lot with players come back from grade 2 and grade 3 ankle sprains where they're not the same the rest of the season. And Morant has been poor since returning from his ankle problem. 15-3-4, and four, 40% from both the field and from the line. He looks actually worse than he did as a rookie. And you've got to think the ankle's impacting it for sure. Rough one from Kyle Anderson. Three points on 0 of 7 shooting. Five rebounds and five assists. I'm tending towards him being a drop, especially for 10-team leagues. Um, 12s. Look, he's going to lose value when Jackson ever returns. And then when Winslow ever returns, he's going to lose value. Um, so if there is a player that you want out there on the waiver wire, I can understand that you would consider uh, dropping him. Wasn't great. Uh, the cashier, Xavier Tillman, had 9 and 10 in his 23 minutes. Pretty strong game from Tillman, but from a fantasy permanent perspective, Jeng is clearly outperforming him at this point. Let's go on to the last game of the night, and we did it. We completed the set. Five games, five blowouts. The Nuggets lose this one by 20. The Lakers 113, Nuggets 93. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, ended with 20 points and five assists. The Dr. Michael Malone outsmarting himself again. 
starting Jermichael Green at the three. Now, whenever you've got the opportunity to start your backup center as your small forward, I think you've always, you've always got to take that chance. Now, I understand that it was out there to try and guard LeBron, considering the LeBron-Davis-Gasol combination. I understand that. It didn't work. Uh, Green was a minus 12. Now, he put up okay numbers, 14 and 8. And he's got 14-team league value at the moment. Maybe even you could say a streamer for 12s as the 110th ranked player over the last two weeks. I don't think this sticks, though, as him as a starter. Monty Morris had 16 points off the bench. He's an interesting 12-team league short-term ad. While Farton Will Barton played 36 minutes as a starter, 9 points and 4 assists. I couldn't tell you what's going on with Michael Porter. 20 minutes, 8 points, 3 of 10 shooting. I've put this out before. Now, Porter was putting up top 20 numbers before his COVID issue. Came back, came off the bench, had a pretty big game, and now he's been limited to under 20. I understand he sucks on defense. I understand conjecture. He's probably a prick to deal with a lot of the time. There's probably that issue there for sure. He comes across, he says all the right things. I'm sure there's some stuff going on. There has to be. I'm sure that the fact of how he um, got COVID was something that Michael Malone didn't like. Malone has been very, very vocal about how pissed off he is at people not doing the right thing because he hasn't been able to see his parents. There's something in that. I am now not convinced that Porter gets the starting job back this season. Malone doesn't like the bloke, and I think used every opportunity not to start him, and I'm pretty sure he got a lot of pressure from the front office to start him to begin this season. He even basically said in the preseason, I'm starting Will Barton. And then uh, you know the old tricky doctor made that switch on opening night. I am not sure he's going back. So while it could be a buy low for Porter, it could also be a sell high in that if someone believes that he'll get back to 30 plus a night, they might give you a top 50 player back. It's a very tough one to work out. Are his minutes limited because he doesn't have conditioning after COVID? I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think that's it. And we've seen players struggle coming back from COVID. We just talked about one earlier today. Seth Curry has really struggled. But Porter, in his second game back, played 35 minutes and then played 28 minutes and then played 25 and now has been under 20 for three consecutive games. So I don't think it's a COVID issue. I think it's a Malone um, stubbornness issue. Millsap had six points in his 32 minutes. He was 23% shooting. He's had a rough-ass year. For the Lakers, let's talk Taylor Horton Tucker. He's already leapt ahead of Wes Matthews and Markeith Morris in the rotation. Today, he was in the closing lineup. He played 22 minutes. He had 17 points. He hit 67% of his shots and had three steals and a block. Now, he's quite a distance away from being a 12-team league player. Not sure what he needs to do to get there. He needs to probably play 27 minutes a night, which is not going to happen. But he's a name to watch. He's a name to add in deeper leagues. And he continues to get better. Schroeder had a good game, 21 points in 30 minutes on 78% shooting. I would sell high. While the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma. Two for two, two, two. He had a Richie Benno, two threes, two steals and two blocks. And you know I'm critical of this guy a lot, but he was actually really good. He was very, very good defensively. His game has improved significantly. It doesn't mean that he's a good fantasy player because he is not. He is not a top 200 player this year, and you don't need to roster him in 12s or 14-team leagues, but he's playing at a high level. Montrez Harrell, they sort of matched his minutes to so he wasn't out there against Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, who struggled. Um, didn't talk about Jokic, but he did struggle. Harrell just had 13 points in 24 minutes. He's a, I think he's a 10-team drop, and he's a 12-team hold in, in, in a lot of cases. But if you want to drop him, I understand it. Let's talk LeBron. 
27, 10 and 10, another big field goal percentage night. Continues to hit threes at an elite rate. The free throws are an issue, but he continues to be awesome. He still only is the 26th ranked player in category leagues this season, which is a little bit of a problem. Anthony Davis, another bad night. Three of six from the line. He cannot hit free throws anymore. 13 and nine. Now, he did have three steals and two blocks, but 13 points, 18% usage, no free throws. He's way off. He is so far off. He will not be a top two or top three player this year. He's not even a top 20 guy at the moment. I think he'll be better than what he currently is, but it is not currently good. Let's have a look now at the top ads and drops over the last 24 hours. Jakob Pertl up 19%. Makes sense with no Aldridge out. Fine as a 12-team ad. Royce O'Neill's just chugging along up 15%. He's a 12-team guy. The cashier, Xavier Tillman, up 13%. Eh, <clears throat> more of a streamer. Happy to drop him after today. Joshy Richardson up 13%. Absolutely a reaction to his last game. He was dreadful today. I reckon you can drop him. And Punch Bob up 11%. Now Portis is putting up great numbers. If you want to have him in 12-team leagues, by all means do it. In fact, they've got a great Punch Bob opportunity on, uh, on Friday going up against the Cavs. Drops. The Duke, Wayne Ellington down 17%. That makes sense. <clears throat> Reggie Jackson down 11 No worries. Lou Dort's down 10%. He's going to miss Friday already, so drop him. Jay Crowder down 10%. He's going to miss Friday as well. He's a clear 12-team drop. And then Flaming Mo Wagner down 9%, who is a DNPCD. And if you're a DNPCD and Alex Len is getting those minutes, you're a drop as well. The player of the night is Cali Ubre, 40 points, um, 7 triples, 8 rebounds, 1 block, 1 steal. Ubre has struggled this year. <clears throat> he's still the 103rd ranked player in points leagues. He's 83rd over the last two weeks. He dropped uh, 57 fantasy points today. He's going to be hit or miss, but this was a big, big hit for Ubre, and he still remains a 12-team league hold. Your rookie of the night is Jay Sean Tate of the Houston Rockets. 19 points, 7 rebounds for Tatey. Two blocks there as well, two threes. And two assists and a steal. Now he shot 78% from the field, which is obviously really good. He's the 150 ranked, uh, 51st ranked player this year. He's 98th over the last two weeks. I don't think he's a must-add 12-team league guy, but with Wood likely out, I think he's got some merit, especially for 14 teams. And maybe you want to add in 12s. The numbers make sense. Now, it's fueled almost entirely by 61% shooting over the last two weeks, which I would hazard a guess isn't going to continue. And that's what makes him more of a 14-team league player to me. The top 10 players for category leagues today, Ubre at 1, Embiid at 2, LeBron at 3, at 4, Tate at 5, Carmelo Anthony at 6, Steph Curry at 7, Juan Toscano Anderson at 8, Draymond Green at 9, and Luka Doncic at 10. And then in points leagues, Ubre at 1, LeBron at 2, Embiid at 3, Carmelo at 4, Doncic at 5, Porzingis at 6, Draymond at 7, Anthony Davis at 8, Steph Curry at 9, and then Jay Sean Tate at 10. Let's move across to Friday, talk some DFS. Nine games on, let's stick into it. All right, guys, let's take a look at the nine games that are on on Friday. Just a quick scoot around, look at some injury news, uh, and there's things to be aware of uh, across this nine-game slate in the NBA. Um, the first game, the Chicago Bulls and the Orlando Magic no uh, Michael Carter-Williams, no Aaron Gordon for the Magic, while uh, Otto Porter is doubtful. Frank Mason recently signed by the Magic. Maybe he can get in as the backup point guard, so just pay some attention to that. 
The Pelicans and the Pacers, the second game. The Pacers favoured by two, and the total is 226. Of course, still no Levert, no TJ Warren, but no other real injury news things that we need to pay attention to. The Bucks and the Cavs, the Bucks, 10.5 point favourites, real blowout potential in this one. 227.5, no Larry Nance, no Kevin Love for the Cavs, and Colin Sexton has also appeared as questionable on the injury report. Now, if Nance and Love are out, which they are, you expect Torian Prince to start. If Sexton is out, I'd expect Chetty Osman to move into that starting lineup, although they could put um, Damian Dotson in the mix there too. The Bucks, they're all A-OK. The Raptors and the Nets, the Nets are four and a half point favourites and the total is 243. No Ananobi still, so Norman Powell we should be back and starting in his place. The Nets, I wonder if they go with DeAndre Jordan or Jeff Green at centre. The Timberwolves and the Thunder, no spread or total out yet. D'Angelo Russell is questionable, as is Juancho Hernan Gomez, but Carl Anthony Towns and Jarrett Culver are out. The Thunder are going to be without Shea Gildas-Alexander, George Hill, and Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. So real opportunities opening up there for guys like Hamadou Diallo, uh, Teo Maladon, Justin Jackson, God's for God's sake, Kenrich Williams. And, of course, if D'Angelo's out, we're looking at Rubio and Jordan McLaughlin. Naz Reed also a big opportunity once again without Carl Anthony Towns. The Wizards in the Heat. The Heat are six-and-a-half-point favourites. We've heard that Avery Bradley's going to be out for four weeks with his calf issue, so he won't be playing in this one. Mo Harkless is also out. Russell Westbrook should be returning after he was out in the last game for rest, so Westbrook will be returning for the Wizards. Goran Dragic is probable for the, uh, for the Heat, as is Gabe Vincent. The Jazz and the Hornets, back-to-back here for the Jazz. The Hornets are going to be without Paul Washington, but Terry Rozier is going to return. No indication that the Jazz are going to be missing anyone in particular uh, for this one. So that, after their back-to-back, that's that's good news. The next game we look at is the Pistons and the Suns. The Suns are eight-and-a-half-point favourites, and the total is 215. Abdul Nadir is questionable for Phoenix. Dario Saric is out. Cameron Payne is out. And Jay Crowder is also doubtful. So if Nadir does play, he'll get some more minutes, but you'll get Galloway and Moore and Javon Carter getting into the mix there. Wayne Allington, the Duke, is also questionable for the Pistons. If he is out, that's just more usage for guys like Justin, uh, Justin Josh Jackson. Um, and then hopefully they give minutes to Sophie Mikhailuk in that scenario. <clears throat> the last game is the Celtics and the Clippers. The Clippers are five-point favorites. The total is 221. Kemba Walker will return, but Jalen Brown has popped up on the injury report as questionable. Peyton Pritchard is also questionable, but so there could be some mix and matching here of the guards. I imagine if Jalen and Peyton both play, that Jeff Teague will be out of the rotation. But if Jalen is out, then you're going to have to get Aaron Neesmith forced into a larger role. Like who else is? Because Marcus Smart's already out as their two-guard. And Brown shifting down to the two. If he's out, would they start Pritchard and Walker? Would they put Teague in there again? Would it be Neesmith? Like Romeo Langford's another option, but he's out. Very, very interesting scenario with the Celtics there. For the Clippers, they are once again without Patrick Beverly. No real big surprise there. We have a look at some early value plays on Fangio for this slate. You've got to like Diallo at 5,000. I also think the wiki Chris Boucher is a great upside play at 4,700. I like uh, Teo Maladon. I'd even maybe stomach using minimum salary Justin Jackson. I like TJ McConnell. I like Cole Anthony. I like Naz Reed. I like Nikola Vucevic. Um, I like Brogdon a little bit, and I like Demontis Sabonis. That'll do it for me today. Remember, no recaps for Friday's games, no recaps for Saturday's games. 
but you can subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. There'll be shows coming out all the time. Hit a thumbs up down below and the notification bell if you are watching this on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.